Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Well, hey, I'm going to continue today are the series that we've been on, the series of messages called Seasons that I've been teaching on Sunday, where God really spoke to me to help our church navigate through this time of transition. I think now more than ever, it is so pertinent, especially what we're going through, about how to navigate during these seasons that we are uh, going through. So if you got your Bibles, go with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number three. I'm going to read verse 1 through 8 today, and uh, I've been going through this verse by verse, but I just felt in light of what's going on, I want to read all the verses to kind of break down how there are different times that we all go through, but God always leads us to something greater. In Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, verse 1 through 8, there are eight particular verses here that the writer is going to talk to us about, Solomon, about how God leads us through seasons and times that we go through. It is vitally important that we don't get stuck in one season, but we need to realize that God takes us to the next. In Ecclesiastes chapter number three, verse one through eight, our online team is going to put a link there from the message outline where you could download that and follow along with us. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, in everything there is a what? Season. It says, a time for every purpose under heaven. It says there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted. Verse three, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, social distancing, just kidding. Verse six, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak up. And I just want to interject there that this is no time to stay silent. This is a time to speak up towards any injustices of what's taking place and how we are going to be talking, how we need to stop any type of racism and any type of division in this country. We need healing in Jesus' name. Verse 8 said there is a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. The scriptures are telling us that in every season there is a time. Now, there are times that these things happen, and some of them obviously are negative, and they're not even, God is not saying that it's okay, but there are times that these things that are hurtful take place, and what God is telling us is how to respond to those times. In other words, when you see hate going around, I know it feels like it's a time of hate. God's not saying that it's okay, but in this time that you see it, God wants us to respond into a time of love. God wants us to respond to these hurtful times with that, that may be difficult that the, with a time that we know that the promise of God is an action that can take place. And I think right now this is no time to think that the enemy is winning. This is a time for us to respond with prayer, to respond with the word of God because we cannot overcome injustice with injustice, but we can overcome injustice with prayer. We can overcome injustice with love. We can overcome injustice with raising our children to model the biblical values of what God is telling us to get. Some will say amen. So I want to talk today because sometimes during these two seasons from a time that is hurtful to the time of the promise of God, the most difficult thing between those two times is the waiting season between those things. When you're waiting to go from a hurtful event to the healing part of the event, 
What's difficult is the waiting season. And so today I really feel God has given me this word to share with our church. And here's the, the title of my message, the declaration. So here's the declaration. My waiting season will not be a wasted season, okay? I'm, I'm, I, wanna, I wanna make it a declaration. I got my amen corner up here. What's up, everybody? Let's go. And so today the title is a declaration, which is my waiting season will not be a wasted season. And I know many of us right now, we are waiting to see what's gonna happen next. But I don't know about you, but I don't wanna waste this time. I wanna, I wanna see God move during this time so that we can bring healing to what God has. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you. And God, right now we open our hearts to the imperishable, uh, incorruptible word of God. Speak to us, encourage us. God, deal with our hearts, Lord, today as you would see feet. The Bible says that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It asunders, God, the bone of the marrow, the soul and the spirit. So God, talk to us about how to become who you called us to become. And I pray again, Lord, let there be peace in our country. Let any hatred and divide stop and let us come into unity. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody says amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. Let's go. And then just tag someone and say, I'm waiting on God. Just tell them, let, let somebody say, I'm waiting on God in Jesus' mighty name. I want to talk to you today, like I said, about how to deal in these waiting seasons, these waiting moments where we kind of feel we're in going through one thing, but we're waiting on the next thing for God to do. And what, I, what I've recognized, and especially in the verses that we just read here in these scriptures, is that in every season, we have two choices. That's what I see in the scriptures. We really have two choices. Because the Bible says that there's a time, and it, and it says something that might be difficult, then it says there's a time for something that may be more healing. Like it says, there's a time to hate, but there's a time to love. Now, the Bible is not okay in hate. It just says that there are times in our life that we go through hate, you know, we see hate and we feel it, but the Bible is telling us that we don't have to stay stuck in that time, but there's a time for us to be in love. Uh, I know you like that love moment. Come on, talk to me, fellas, all right? You all in love, come on, somebody. So there's times that we go through this. But what I see in these scriptures is that there really is two choices in these times. You can either choose to go through it or you can choose to grow through it. That's really it. I see that there are two choices. You can either just go through a hateful time or when you're going through a hateful time, you could say, I'm gonna grow the love of God in my life and I'm gonna grow out of this and recognize how to overcome these times that maybe many of you are angry or many of you are, are feeling all types of emotions. We can use that as a growing moment to become who God is calling us to become. Because all of us, and I've said this before, you, you will not grow through what you go through. You will only grow by how you respond to what you go through. I'll say it again. You will not grow through what you go through. You will only grow by how you respond to what you go through. Two people can go through the same situation, but one will come out bitter, one will come out better. What's the difference is how I respond to what I go through. And all of us right now, we're going through this situation. I mean, everybody is going through it. But what I want to minister today is how to respond to what we go through. Because how we respond determines if we will either be bitter or we'll be better. And I don't want to be a bitter Betty. I'm not picking anybody whose name is Betty, okay? But I want to be better. Say amen. You know what I'm saying if your name was Betty, like, why are you always going to pick on Betty? I'm sorry. I love you, Betty. You're, you're amazing. But, but I want to become better. Now, during this season, 
um, when we, 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 the difference is how we work the weight. Just write that down. Say work the weight. It's how I work the weight that determines if I simmer up bitterness or if I develop to become better. It's how I work this way. There is this place throughout the whole Bible, and I don't know if I have the time today, but we're your season ticket holder, and we're going to talk about this as long as God wants to deal with us. But all through the Bible, I'm going to be giving you illustrations of how many men of God and women of God had to wait for their promise to come through had to wait for their miracle child, had to wait, Abraham and Sarah, had to wait for God to see them through, the nation of Israel, had to wait for God to to help them overcome their enemies, Joshua, had to wait for God to close the mouth of the lion, Daniel, had to wait for the precious Holy Spirit to come when Jesus died on the cross, the disciples. There are many people all through the Bible that had to wait and trust God in that season. See, many heard this before, but it's the waiting room. And what I realized that in our walk with God, real talk, how we handle the weight determines how we win. It will either make you or break you. It will. If you, it'll make or break your destiny. Now, with how we wait, God wants to work on us or deal with us uh, in these processes because during the wait, the problem with the waiting season, you know what the problem is? Is that it's slow. That's the problem. Like, I'd love to deal with the waiting season, but why got to be slow? <laughs> like, why can't we have a fast waiting season? You know, like, okay, I'll wait, but for like five minutes, and then after that, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but the problem with the waiting season is that it just feels so slow. And if we're all honest, this thing, COVID-19, and even all that's going on in our nation, it feels like things are progressing slow. And I think that it's when it starts progressing slow is when we start getting frustrated. We start getting bitter, maybe. We start getting kind of like, like, why? And man, can this just hurry up? And then we, we can make, we, we can respond in a wrong way that will make us bitter instead of better. Okay, I, okay I'm getting ahead of myself, but just stay with me here, okay? We, it, we need to respond in the right way when things seem to be moving slow. And I know that's difficult, especially, let me just kind of, I want to talk to everybody here, so let me just kind of bring everybody into the room, is maybe right now it's slow, and you're realizing when you're going to get a job, and you're waiting on a job. Maybe you got furloughed, and you're wondering, I'm just waiting if they're going to call me back, and I don't know if they're going to call me back. Should I go find another job? Should I not find another job? Maybe you're waiting right now, and, and you're like wondering, you know, are my kids going to fall behind, and, and when are we just going to go back to school? You know, uh, maybe right now you're, you're waiting, and you're going, what's going to happen with all that's taking place? And, and all of this is how we deal with this waiting season determines if we will either get better, like I said, or be bitter. Now, in the waiting season, everybody deals with the waiting season different, okay? Some people worry during the waiting season. Some people will, uh, will either uh, get weary during a waiting season. We'll talk about that in weeks to come, right? Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened. Uh, he says, some get weary, and I'm going to talk about that. Some of us withdraw in a waiting season. We'll talk about that, but let me just, just kind of put that little seed in there. Where some people during waiting season, what they do is they withdraw. They disconnect, okay? Other people, they go a little 
wacko in a waiting season, okay? We've seen you on TikTok. We're praying for you. Anyway, so other people, okay, like, what are you doing? I don't know. I got nothing to do. I'm just, I'm just, I'm mess, I, I know, I mess with you. Okay, I got mad. I lost half the crowd. All right. So anyway, F, hashtag FYP for your page. So, 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 you know, we, we need, some people go, yeah. Other people, when they get into a waiting season, they get into a wishful thinking. I just wish things would go back to the way they were. And it's like, you just walk around and say, I just wish things would go back. I just wish, can I tell you, real talk, things will never go back to the way they were. That's real. I think that things will never be the same. Like if you're waiting for things to go back, it ain't ever going to come back the exact way. And I don't even think it's biblical for us to want to go back. I think it's biblical for us to want to go forward. And so let me just preach here for a minute right here. I'm going to park right here. And let me just preach right here. God says, behold, I do a new thing, saith the Lord. And I believe God doesn't want you to go back. God wants you to go forward. Why? Because in this season, we're going to not let it be wasted. We're going to be working on what God has for us. Come on, type an amen. And someone just write in the comments, they said, I'm going to the new thing. Say, I'm going to the new thing. I'm going to the new thing. All right. I think we ought to pray, God, I want to go forward. I want to go back. Right. We need to recognize these things. Now, there are a lot of people, like I said, deal with waiting seasons differently. And others, uh, during a waiting season, what we don't want to do is I don't, we don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste this waiting season. I don't want to waste it. I want to let God begin to show me, deal with me, work on me, and develop me. Because in this waiting season, you can actually waste it, um, rallying yourself up. You can waste it, being all frustrated. You can waste it trying to, you know, respond to every negative comment. You can waste it by trying to worry over what you can't change. You can waste it by um, even uh, just mindless activities. You can waste this season on Netflix. You know, you can waste it. And I'm going to tell you this, you won't Netflix your way to the next. Oh, I'll say it one more time. You will not Netflix your way to the next. You will either, if you waste it, you will come out of this season weaker. You'll come out of this season more confused. You'll come out of this season knowing more about Tiger King than the King of Kings. I just said that. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, I'm talking real talk now. Here we go. You got me all up in. I'm in someone's kitchen right now. You know, you'll be like, I know all about that. But do you know about the King of Kings? You wasted a waiting season where God wanted to develop you and build you up. Who's that? Don't worry about it. Amen. Come on, right? Just don't worry about it. Just focus on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Focus on Jesus, all right? So we don't want to waste this. We want to let God work on me. I said this last week. Let's say it one more time since it's Pentecost Sunday. Say the Holy Spirit does some of his best work in me when I'm waiting. I know you don't like it and some of you didn't even say it, okay? But it's the truth. The precious and powerful Holy Spirit does some of his best work in us when we're waiting. Why? Because he develops patience. What's patience? Patience is not if you wait, it's how you wait. Because you got no choice over waiting. You're going to wait. But you either wait in worry or worship, hoping or moping. You either wait with God working on you. So how do we allow God to work on us? That was my intro. Lord, pray for me. You got next week too. Point number one, write this down. How do we not waste this way? So here's how. You got to resolve. Someone say resolve. Okay, that is a decision that you must make to allow God to work. Is you got to resolve, don't allow a waiting season to become a wasted season. Just write that down. I know it sounds basic, it was simple, but, but it's, let me just expound this on what God showed me. Don't allow a waiting season to become a wasted season. Don't allow it. 
Allow God to work on you during this time. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5. The uh, Bible says here, verse 15 and 16. Here's what the scripture says. It says here, I'll read it from the screen. It says, so be careful. Someone say, be careful. Tell your neighbor, say, watch it now. It says, be careful how you, what? Live. Actions respond. He says, don't live like fools, but like those who are what? Wise. Wisdom has nothing to do with your IQ. It has everything to do with you serving God. Be the wise person. You know, it's, it's in other words, God, I'm going to make the, the wise decision where I'm going to invest my life. Go to the next verse, 16. It says this. It says, it says, make, I love this verse, make the most of every opportunity in what? These evil days. And there, these are some evil days. These are some very difficult times. But I love how the writer, Paul, writes to the church in Ephesus, who, by the way, was undergoing persecution was undergoing, you know, uh, uh, just all kinds of, of pressure from the Roman Empire. He says, listen, make most of every opportunity, although these times are evil. Now, the best example I can give you of being able to make something when there's nothing is my mama. My mama had five boys. She'd have like half an egg, half a slice of cheese, you know, and she would just whip up, I mean, beans and rice. And, I mean, she'd get down. She'd be up there just making something would look like nothing. Can I tell you, in this season, God wants us to make something out of what may seem like nothing. I don't want to waste this season. I want God to work on me during this season. Someone say, make the most out of it. We need, to, we need to make the most out of what God wants to do during this particular season, this particular time uh, in our lives. Now, when we come upon this type of, uh, these type of things, we need to realize that God wants to speak to us, develop us in where he wants to do. Now, when we're waiting on God and we're making the most of these opportunities, here's the difficult part. The difficult part is God will often speak to us, but he wants us to make it through these developmental moments so we can become who he called us to become. Now, here's how God gave it to me. I'm going to move this here for a second, okay? Is, because I got some slides. Is, 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 I was praying, I said, God, help me to, to help our church to understand a waiting season. And God began to show me that there are three phases in every waiting season. So I made these slides. I'm going to put them on the screen behind me, and I'm going to illustrate them to you from this screen and with the time that I have. So every waiting season, they, they, there is the beginning, there is the middle, and then there's the end. Hallelujah. And that's when you do your Holy Ghost shuffle, okay? Everybody got one. It's your touchdown dance. Everybody got a touchdown dance, right? You know, whatever that is. So every waiting season has these three times. There's when you, you got me, you got, you got right there? Okay, cool. So, 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 okay, good. You can see, okay. I just want to make sure you can see that. So there's, when you, in a waiting season, there's the beginning of the waiting season. That's when you first go into the waiting season, right? And you're like, ooh, I'm ready. Right? Okay, stay right here. Don't go to the next slide. Just stay right here. You, you go, you're the beginning of it. And most people right here, you're still good. Then you get to the middle of the waiting. Woo! We'll talk about that in a minute. Then you finally get to the end. But there are two ways to handle this. Remember I told you there are two choices. You either go through it or you grow through it. So, so you can either waste it or you can win in it. 
So let me tell you how you can waste it so then I can break down to you how you can win it. Make most of every opportunity. Go to the next slide. Show them here is a wasted waiting season, okay? Here are what I see as I identify. I've been a Christian for 20-something years. I've been pastor for now 12 years. And here's what I recognize. Put the first slide. Go to the next slide for me. In a wasted waiting season, at the beginning, you're ready. You're praying. You're in your palabra, the word. You're saying things like, I'm good. Everybody knows you're hurting, but you're like, I'm good. Right? So that's the beginning. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. I feel like I got the endurance to get through what's going to come in front of me, COVID or, or this, this craziness, and, and everybody's good. And so people, even in a wasted waiting season, we all start the same. But when you get to the middle, go to the next slide, then you start feeling like, you know what? I'm not ready for this. You start having these second doubts, these doubts, these second thoughts. I'm not sure I'm ready for this. So then the result is you start, you're hit and miss in your word and prayer. And that's already the signs that you're wasting the waiting season. Now you're not in your word as much as you used to. You're not logging into Freedom House online as much. I've got to throw that one in there. Come on, somebody. You're hit and miss in your connect group. You're hit and miss with your godly friends. And you're hit and miss in your prayer. You're getting distracted. And then everyone you talk to, you're like, I'm going through it. Oh, yeah. I'm just going through it. Hey, how you doing? I'm going through it. You don't even know right now. Like, man, it's crazy out there. You don't understand. And, and, you, and you have all this dire talk, this, all this defeated talk, and, 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 and that's the middle. And you kind of, those are symptoms that you're recognizing. You're wasting this waiting season. And then what ends up happening, here is the, my concern. Here is where, 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 where I start, 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 start hurting for people because the danger of wasting a waiting season is that you develop habits that you will later have to break after. Yeah. So then you come to the end of the way, because remember, God says to everything, there's a what? Season, right? So God says that whatever you're going through, it's seasonal. So there's going to be an end to whatever you're waiting for. So the question is not if it's ending. The question is, how will you end at the end of it? I feel like I'm preaching to somebody right now. Let me teach for a minute. So then you come to the end of it. And here's when you know you've wasted it. Go to the, go to the next slide. You have resentment. You know what? That's messed up. Why do I have to wait all that time? Why do I have to go through all that? Why do I have to lose my job? Why did my kid have to get sick? Why, why did this have to happen? Why, and, and we are actually more bitter at the end of it. You're angry. You feel like God forgot about you. You think nobody understands you. And you're agitated by others that are getting blessed. You're like, you know, whatever. They're crazy anyway. I don't even know why God trusts them. You know, I, I, I'm a better Christian than they are. I know you don't, you don't say, I know that's somebody else, but you know. And we think, man, I should have... And then you wasted the whole waiting season. And it's a tragedy because God was like, like, I wanted to grow you, but you ended up, and a lot of people end up actually more bitter than better. There's a time, the Bible says. Now, I want to teach you how to have a winning waiting season. Can I go to the next slide? Okay, here's how God gives you how to have a winning. Someone say winning. Come on. You can't give someone an air high five. You can't give because social density. Air high five. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Okay, here is a winning waiting season. Okay, here's how you can have a winning one. Here's how you start a winning waiting season. Go, go to the next slide. You start with you're ready. Everybody starts the same. Because let's be honest, nobody knows when you're going to enter your waiting season. It comes upon all of us. So, so you're like, whoa. Okay, let's do this. And then you're you're praying, you're in your word, and you're like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But how you know you're having a winning waiting season, go to the next slide. You realize God's working. So you're not like, I'm not ready for this. You actually go, you know what? I thought I was ready, but you know what? I don't think I realize I'm not ready, but God's working on me. Okay? 
Then you go in the middle is you're still in your word and prayer, but you take it up a level. You're taking notes and you're dreaming in the middle of your way. You go Joseph on the situation. You're like, even though I'm in the prison, even though I'm in the pit, even though I've been lied upon, I still got my dream. I still got my future. I, no pandemic is going to cancel my purpose. So actually, you're not going back. You're not hit and miss. You're actually diving deeper. So you're fasting and forgiving in the middle of the way because you're like, I'm going to forgive anybody. You're letting God purify you, letting God develop you. And then the middle is you're worshiping and you're fighting off bitterness. And then you make this statement. I'm not, I'm going through it. No, I'm growing through it. So instead of saying, I'm going through it, you say, I'm growing through it. We, instead of saying, I, I'm hurting, you say, no, God is growing me. God's growing me how to trust. God's growing me how to forgive. God's growing me how to recognize he is still good. God's growing me to still worship. God's growing me to stay married. God's growing me to keep my mind focused. God's growing me about how to love when there's hateful situations. God's growing me how to speak up and not be silent. God's growing me how to worship while I wait. Someone shout, God's growing me. Why don't you tag somebody and say, yo, God's growing me. Tag someone. And in fact, tell somebody in the comments section, say, God's growing you if you know who they are. Come on. God's growing me. And that's how you know that you're developing in your waiting season is you recognize I'm not just going through this. God's growing me through this. I believe God's growing you in a certain situation that if you focus and if you zoom in, it takes much prayer, fasting, and, and, and recognizing that he will show you. Let me get the piano player up here if I can. I'm all out of time here. And then let me end it here. Let me end it here. Here's how, here's how. Watch this. It gets gooder. You end it, and you're going to have a winning wedding season full of expectation. So as you're coming to the end of your waiting season, you're like, ooh, I know I didn't go through all that for no reason. You're like, I know I didn't go through all that. God, wherever he guides me, he's going to provide for me. You know, I didn't have to fight those devils, those demons, that nonsense. Wherever God leads me, no, no waiting season is wasted. No plan of God is ever thwarted. God's word always works. You know, you're like, I know I'm full of expectation that the longer it took, the bigger the blessing's gonna be. I'm full of expectation that the more hell I had to go through is an indication of how much more heaven is gonna come into my life. In fact, the more demons you had to fight is the more authority God's gonna give you. The bigger the Goliath is, the greater the anointing and the blessing God's going to give you. In fact, the longer this COVID goes, the more heaven is going to come down to earth. The more we see nonsense happen, it's just going to wake up the church and we're going to see revival in every area of our lives. Why? Because I'm full of expectation. Why? Because my God is faithful. Tell someone, say, I'm full of expectation. I'm full of expectation. Oh, if I had more time, but I do next week. But let me just lay this one. God says, that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything you can ask, think, or imagine. That means he'll do more than you expect. But that also means he'll do it a different way that you expect. See, we tend to think he'll do, he'll blow my mind. No, no, he's going to blow your mind because the way he does it is not the way you think he'll do it. <laughs> It'll come. I'm full of expectation. I'm full of expectation. I'm not going to lower my expectation to what I go through. Someone say amen. Then it gets gooder. At the end, you're going to say this. Everyone is going to say this. I promise you. We will all say this. God worked it out. I'm going to say, you know what? God worked this out. I'd have to lose my mind because God worked it out. We're going to say, God got me ready. We're going to say, God grew you and developed you 
for the next season. I didn't Netflix my way through it for my next. I let God develop me through it. So I'm not going to waste this waiting season. Say, when say I'm not going to waste this waiting season. What I'm going through, I'm going to grow through it. Come on, say this. Say, I'm going to worship while I wait. I'm going to give you the second point. Write this down, and I'm going to finish it here. A waiting season reveals real worship. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to break it down more in the weeks to come, but it reveals it. Because it shows us, are we worshiping God for what he gives us? Or are we worshiping him for who he is? That's what it shows. A waiting season reveals real worship. I'm only going to say, God, I love you because you gave me everything. Or am I saying, no, I love you, not because of what you give me. I love you because of who you are. For a time is coming and the time is now that those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in genuine approach, truth. That's what that word truth means. It means genuine, genuine. God, I have no motives in my worship. I worship you because you're good. Someone say, I'm growing through it. Say, I'm not going to waste my waiting season. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.